But I've been um, kind of grinding away at this big dog manhunt video that'll be releasing in, in maybe a week or so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of. Uh, am I, <laughs> am I doing want? a monologue here or what? I don't know. Yeah, Francesca, the thing. I don't know. What's Francesca? Mike Francesca, or is it Francesca? You're thinking you, of you, the soda Fresca. No, you're thinking of Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. I like Mike Wazowski. Monsters Inc. What is what is what is Sully's name? Sully. Sully. Yeah, but his full name. Sullivan. Sullivan. Well, he's gotta have something to do with scary. I think first and last name. Oh. What makes you Sullivan? Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Big Dog Radio. I'm Melv. I'm joined here with Lou. And we have an episode ahead of us. Not a great one, but we have an episode. It's an episode nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, I, I say great one at the start of every one. It's like some of them have to be just mediocre if we want. I, I think we're going to dedicate great ones. I think we're going to dedicate one of those mediocre ones to this episode. Yeah, episode 14. Who cares about episode 14? This is just our our grind to get to episode 20 at this point. The first seven are like one, two, three. All those are exciting episodes. Absolutely. Eight, eight and nine. Eh. I think, I think once you, one. yeah, 10's a big one, but 11 through probably 19, you're in a lull. Yeah, it's just, it's part of the 26.2 miles, Podcasting of, miles. The, of the yes. podcast marathon. Yep. yep. What are yep. the big milestones? You got one through 10, I'd say, are all besides eight and nine. One through seven, 10, 20, I won't even say 20, probably 25 is your next one. Mm-hmm. Probably. Well, I mean, you skip all the way to 50 because these are the ones that just suck because you think the first probably 10, you know, you're excited for, you know, it's fresh, it's new. But then like you get to this point in the marathon and you're you're dogging along. All right. Your your mind's everywhere. It's in 10 different places at once. You just want to be done, especially Uh, not here's here's my metaphor, Lou. So you, you start your race. It's exciting. You're excited about it. First, first 10 miles, we've been having a couple other people coming and cheering us on. And now we're on the straightaway where nobody else is joining us. It's the same followers. And now we're, now we're grinding away. Except the problem is it would become more and more exciting if we had continuous people right. coming and cheering us on. But we got our only, like our only handful of followers, except... I do want to take a moment to appreciate those followers because it hasn't Dedi- been an easy dedicated listeners. Oh, absolutely not. No, it hasn't been your easy road. Ha- you guys having to listen to us. Yeah. Talk. Probably lost a few brain cells. At least a few. Yeah. Well, I, but the exciting thing is once we get to that, you know, 25th, 26 mile, we know that there's people waiting for us there. They're going to hop on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and start cheering us on. So yeah, I mean, you get to that point. We gotta walk before we run, Melf. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and we do have something going on that might get us some more followers. Uh, you would hope so. You would hope so. We're giving something away for free, and maybe even Coming a couple up. things. Maybe maybe we'll give a couple of them away because why not? Yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah, sweatshirts, t-shirts, maybe even a book. A book. Yeah, we should sweatshirt. write an actual book. 
Uh, I don't know if I have the patience for that. No, uh, you don't think so? No, maybe. Do you have something interesting to tell the world? I mean, it's like a podcast, except you don't have to be there for it. I mean, I see this podcast as my book in oral form. Yeah. I don't think anybody would sit down and read a manuscript of this podcast. Uh, Very likely not. Well, you brought it up. Do you want to introduce what you were talking about? The the manhunt or? No, 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 no. The giveaway. The giveaway. So, yeah, let's introduce it. Today. No, we're going to say Thursday. That's tomorrow. Tomorrow, our episode releases on December 9th. And with the release of our episode, we are going to start a giveaway. So this giveaway, we're giving away a free sweatshirt and maybe more depending on how we're feeling. So in order to enter this giveaway, check out our Twitter at Big Dog Radio underscore. Retweet the tweet that says sweatshirt giveaway. It'll be big and bold. You'll see the big dog sweatshirt right up there. Retweet it. Give us a follow. That's all you got to do. Retweet Retweet and and follow. And you are immediately entered. You don't have to put your name in some form. You don't have to purchase necessary. Retweet, follow. We're not harvesting data. And you are in the hunt to receive your free big dog radio sweatshirt. There'll be a picture of it. Who doesn't want a big dog radio sweatshirt? Especially if it's for free. Yeah, it's the holiday holiday season. What better gift than a big dog radio sweatshirt? I can't think mm-hmm. of one. I can't think of one either. And with that too, that's just not that's not the only thing or the only way to get your sweatshirt. Check out our website. It's on our Twitter. Big Lou doesn't consider it our website, but it is in fact our website. We're selling our t-shirts, our sweatshirts, and our books currently. Or you could so, contact uh, one of us directly too. I'm yeah, I think that, that works would too, work just as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, our, our sweatshirts are going to be going on sale. We had a little bit of a deboggle with. Is that a word? Debo- is it debacle? De- debacle. debacle. We had a little debacle. We spoke to we spoke to it last week where we had some stains and stuff on our shirts. So these shirts are going on extreme sale from what they once were priced. Some may call that clearance. Clearance. But please note that the logo on the sweatshirt is slightly blurry. Not a big deal. And I'm working right now to get the stains off the sweatshirt that came from the company. They seem to be coming off okay. But warning, there may be a little residue. Melva, I just think that's very on brand. You may have to do some washing. I just think that's very on brand for Big Dog Radio, though. That fits Send us people perfectly. sweatshirts with, with a stain. Yeah, and a blurry logo. <laughs> and a blurry I mean, logo. The quality of the material, you know, is second to none. Very comfortable sweatshirt. Very right, comfortable. And, and the you know, price we're not that giving we'll you be this, selling it at. Yeah, you're not gonna be wearing this piece of cardboard. All right. This is a mm-hmm. fluffy, comfortable sweatshirt. Exactly. And speaking of that, you haven't paid me for your sweatshirt yet. I haven't, have I? No. I don't expect you to either. I'll send me an send me an invoice. I'll I will. I will. My Lou, let's hop into our episode this week, episode 14. Let's hop into our spotlight segment. And our spotlight well, segment, we there's bring actually a some few things news. I, there's a few things I wanted to talk about here. Of course there is. What's up? It, it goes back. This seems to be a recurring theme. Uh 
these headphones here and and my glasses i have a problem right with so i'm still i still have these cordless you know earbuds here and a problem i'm having especially now that it's cold and i have my hood up a lot people don't like i mean i'm sure it happens to you all the time as you walk through campus people you know try to stop you talk about their cause whatever you know try to get you to go to church to bible study whatever and usually if i have my earbuds in like i walk past those people and ignore them and they're like oh he just didn't hear me you know he had his earbuds in now that i have these cordless Mm -hmm. ones and i have my hood up they think i'm just an asshole that's ignoring them and i don't like that yeah no i lou what happens to me oftentimes is i'll have my hood up and i'll i'll run into people that like i know and have have like talked to in the past so as i'm walking by you'll you'll say like say hey sure and then they'll say hey back and then you just have to assume that the next thing they say is like how's it going so then you i just say good because you can't actually hear what they're saying you just like see their lips moving and um i've run into times in the past where they've actually asked me a question and I'll just say, good, good. And then they'll be like, no, no, wait. So I'll have to take my earbuds off and talk to them. So it, it lead, couldn't lead to some awkward situations if you got your hood up and earbuds mm-hmm. on and they don't of course. anticipate it. Yeah, well, well, I mean, it's like anytime, it's, I feel like it's usually an old person. Anytime an old person talks to you and like you can't understand a thing they say, so you just laugh and say, yeah. You know, yeah. it's kind of like one of those deals. I know exactly what you're saying. And then second with my glasses, these things here, uh, they filter blue light. I'm sure you've heard of that before. Blue light filtering glasses. Yep. Uh, supposed to cut down on eye strain, you know, really make you less tired by the end of the day. I'm having a real problem with that because I found out that I kind of count on that to sleep at night. I, I, I kind of need my eyes to be strained and I need to be tired when I go to bed. Now that I'm having all this blue light filtered, I'm not getting enough blue light. Like, I mean, I'm not falling asleep till four in the morning. I just can't sleep. That's, that's like why you wear them though. Because yeah, it, but if I can't be, you, you know, all that in the night, every, every night. No, you, you wear them. So you like, don't take in the blue light because the blue light keeps you up. That can't, no, it's like the eye strain. It makes you tired. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That can't be right. If, if you look at, I bet if you look at your computer right now in settings, look up night night shift there's an option where you can shift your screen lighting so it doesn't have blue light and it's like a weird tint of color but it's specifically so you can use your computer at night without being exposed to this blue light which causes you not to sleep i'm, I'm having the opposite problem here though that, I, I feel blue, like that just sounds like a sleep. terrible ex- experience if you fall asleep strictly because your eyes are so strained from looking at your computer well, no, I wouldn't say eye strain's not as big as a problem as me being tired by the end of the day. What? So the problem isn't the eye strain. It's being tired by the end of the day. Ever since I got the blue light filtering glasses, I'm just not tired by the end of the day. I don't know right, if that, that's the no, correlation that, that's point. the point I'm making is the blue light's supposed to be the thing that keeps you like, I don't think that's not that able to fall asleep. I don't think that's correct. And even if science backs you up, I don't believe it. This isn't going to be another one of your 
uh, Trillion Lions versus the Sun idea. Ah, Mel, I'm telling you, that, that blue light is what makes you tired. It beats you down. Blue light. Blue light. So, Lou, expand on the fact that you have been falling asleep at four in the morning. How is that affecting you? It's not great. Those are very yeah. unproductive hours because, like, if I'm not tired and it gets to be one o'clock, I'm like, all right, like, we got to get to sleep here. So then I go lay in bed, try to fall asleep. And I mean, those are just wasted hours that could be used, you know, productively. Right. If I wasn't just sitting there tossing, turning, trying to fall asleep, drives me nuts. Instead, you're up because of the blue light or because of the lack of blue light, rather. Lack of blue light. That's why I might have to, like, get new glasses already that aren't blue light filtering just so I can sleep at night. <laughs> Lou, do you have anything Anyways. else to say before we actually get started in this episode? I do, yeah. Okay. So a few episodes ago, we established that Honey Boo Boo and Millie Bobby Brown very well may be the same person. Right. I've, I've come across another character that I think we should add to that list. Jojo Siwa. Are you familiar with that person? Um, she's the like new kids. Like, she's the new Hannah Montana, right? I've got no clue what she does, to be honest with you. But I, I, I saw a picture of her and her. She's name. got blonde hair. Yeah. Like a kid's it, actor. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like someone that I would not get along very well with. All right. But I. I want to know if anyone has ever seen Jojo Siwa, Honey Boo Boo, and Millie Bobby Brown in the same room. I think that's just the same person. Oh, all three of them? Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to have another girl that you're comparing to Jojo Siwa. No. But no, those... I, I see I see Honey Boo Boo and Jojo Siwa as closer than Millie Bobby Brown and either of them. Oh, to be truthful. Truthful and honest with you, I've maybe seen a picture of Millie Bobby Brown one time in my life, and that's what I'm going off of. Yeah. No, Lou, Lou you know how I was telling you about the story how I met Millie Bobby Brown? Yes. Or what I, I thought to be Millie Bobby Brown? Mm-hmm. Now, exactly what you're saying is uh, I thought I knew what Millie Bobby Brown looked like, and the fact that this girl almost convinced me that she was Millie Bobby Brown is kind of absurd because I looked up a picture of Millie Bobby Brown recently. Okay. Well, that I, I posted it on our Twitter. I don't think I caught Do that. Do you recall? That we had two pictures, one of Honey Boo Boo, one of Millie Bobby Brown. But I looked up that picture and that girl I met looked nothing like Millie Bobby Brown, but I was convinced that it was her. Hmm. See, you say Millie Bobby Brown. I'm just picturing Honey Boo Boo right now. It could be the same person. I, I think it is. This girl very well may have been Honey Boo Boo, not Millie Bobby Brown. And Jojo Siwa now. <laughs> Jojo Siwa is in the mix. Still unsure what she does, but no I'm clue. pretty sure she's an actress for little kid shows. Okay. Don't quote me. On to the spotlight segment. On to the spotlight segment, Lou. I'm going to share my spotlight segment first. Go for okay. It. I... So I forgot to prepare for the episode today. So while you have been talking, I have been looking for my spotlight segment. So I'm going to allow you to choose between two. Do you want to learn more about a world record brownie or the last remaining Popeye's buffet? Uh, give me the last remaining Popeye's buffet. 
Okay. So this is an article from Eater. That doesn't sound like a very reliable source. Not at but all. But that's that's the source. And it says the last remaining Popeye's buffet is reportedly gone for good. So now as I read this, I never knew that a Popeye's buffet was a thing. Mm-hmm. Did you? No, never heard of it before. So so by Popeye's, you're saying like, as we know, the chain restaurant Popeye's. Right. So I'm assuming at some of the oh. restaurants, they had like a buffet style thing with okay. chicken and... Can you quit slamming your desk? What's what the deal with that? About? What are you talking about? Boom, 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 boom. Oh, this? Yeah. Oh, that's the... Uh, I'm just... With, with the microphone here. Okay, you're flinging the microphone. That's going to appear for like the first 20 minutes of our episode. My apologies. <laughs> Carry on. We apologize to listeners. But yes, oh, in Lafayette... We, what did you just did you just hit something no oh, i heard something whatever okay carry on okay we're continuing for the last few years lafayette louisiana has been home to the last popeye's buffet in the world after a few remaining locations in the early 2010s eventually dwindled to just one so i'm not going to read any more of it because it doesn't sound like there's too much more to the fact that popeye's used to have buffets and now they have none. Now, Lou, this might solve your Popeye's problem if they had buffets, because all of your Popeye's problems have come from their service. Yeah, from the now, drive if you're the person. If you were the person serving the Popeye's. Oh, there would be no problems. There would be no problems. Or I'd have no so one now this, but myself. This has them even further down the chopping block because they don't have any buffets anymore where no. you could serve yourself. Popeye's, I will say, very good food very poor service i have i have, have a not blessed day service shut up i don't need is you to that what popeyes is that popeyes i, I think that's what they say or that's man that might be chick-fil-a i'm not entirely sure what i went to chick-fil-a, Chick-fil-A the other day something too they do um i was just there my pleasure i think it is anything you do they have to respond my pleasure essentially mm, like if you say ingenuous oh, if they say it to straw. everyone my pleasure. I don't like that. Lou, have you ever had the chicken tenders from Chick-fil-A? I don't believe I have. They are the best chicken tenders I've ever had in my life. Well, speaking of spotlight segment, that's actually, I saw an article on that the other day. There's a chicken tender shortage. And I believe the article that I saw used the word extinction. But I don't think chicken tenders can go extinct unless the chicken were to go extinct. That's Correct. Probably true. Yeah, I think that's. A I, valid I thought that statement. was odd. All right. What's so your spotlight? My spotlight segment here is that lab-made diamonds are becoming more popular than real diamonds. So these lab-grown diamonds are indistinguishable from real diamonds. And obviously, okay. that in at the end of the day, you know, at least in my opinion, that's a good thing. One, they're cheaper. Two, you know, it eliminates the bad diamonds, like the blood diamonds, whatnot, stuff like that. The issue with it is that women aren't very happy. And I don't understand why they want (laughs) they want the real diamonds. I I find it like this is how I picture this all going down is like 
men because men are the ones that typically buy the diamonds and women see, that, that, see that's what i thought but i do women go and pick out the ring that i don't know how i know some works. people have i don't know how that all works but yeah. uh, i picture it happening where like the man picks out the diamond and he gets the cheapest one possible because they all look the same and there's this tension that occurs the moment that the woman finds out that it is a what a lab grown diamond i don't think you lab. can grow i don't think you can just grow diamonds but you can lab created diamonds yeah well that's you get you get what i'm saying I don't because well, when you said uh, I do, I do understand what you're saying. They might be grown. I don't know. I haven't. They don't. They don't plant far. diamond trees. But they have ways. Sprout. They have ways that they can do it, Mel. Right. No, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Well, see, the problem I have with this is, you know, women seem to be up in arms about. It. I mean, they're up in arms about diamonds in general. You know, oh. You know, the ring wasn't big enough, this, that. Melv, are you familiar with the story of, of diamonds? Where it's like, they actually aren't Wondering. that rare? Are you talking no. about? No. Well, in the 19, I think in the 1920s is when De Beers, you know, the, the diamond company began mass marketing uh, the idea of the engagement ring. That you need an engagement ring to show your love prior to that. It wasn't a common thing at all when you get engaged to to give a diamond, and because they marketed it the, so in the sixties. No, 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 no. Before this was before the sixties. Oh, okay. I, I want to say like the twenties or something. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. And it's sure. become so ingrained in our society that in, when you you know propose to someone, it has to be with a diamond. Why? Why does it have to be with a diamond? I don't quite understand that. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. I agree. It's it's just an absurd thing when you think about it. it yeah, I mean, it really is. Like, why not? Why did why did they choose a diamond? Why not a pogo stick? Right. Or why not like, um, I don't know, a bank certificate? Yeah, a twenty five dollar Culver's gift card yeah why is it a diamond ring because then it became a thing where then the guy gets a ring too i don't want to wear a damn ring all the time and then they're yeah. like oh just get it tattooed on no i don't want that either no it's it's lose lose like i like, like the tattoo do? idea no i don't or like no, those silicone rings they make now no don't want any part Dude, of i'd it. throw one of those on i i'm not a jewelry guy if you couldn't tell well you you got your glasses. Glasses aren't jewelry. Yeah, they are essentially. Gla- Give me it's the same point. idea. Because so because someone needs to see that's considered jewelry. Are you offended that you wear jewelry or what? I no, I just don't. I'm just not a jewelry guy. I don't wear jewelry. But yeah, the diamond is weird, it, and I say that because it. Nah, it would just drive me nuts. Like even like one of those rubber bracelets. No, I can't do it. Drives me nuts. It's just feel weird. Yeah. So you got to wear it for like a week or so straight. And then you don't even notice it. Like I wear this, this necklace 
and I don't even notice it's on. I wear it 24 seven and it just sits on me. I've, I've worn this probably for four months now. I've never taken it off. A week you say? Yeah. It's a week of my life. I'll never get back. Anyway, oh, are you just going to be so anxious that it's on that you won't be able to do anything? Yeah. Like, I mean, like I, well, I, I have like a first gen Apple watch. I'll wear it for like a couple days at a time. And I just, like, I'm, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, a ring, no thanks. I might just never get married. If that's the case, if you got to wear a ring, that's ridiculous. Could this be single your whole life? Because it doesn't sound like a terrible idea. Yeah, it doesn't sound awful. Anyway, well, can you send us to our next segment? On to the listener questions. Listener question number one comes in from an anonymous source. And this person asks, if a blind person has a dream, can they see it? So now there's there's science behind this. But there's also thoughts behind this. So, Lou, what are your thoughts? Mm, See, this is. I would say, yeah, they can like, I would imagine a blind person still has an imagination, even though there's no real like it's difficult to describe, actually. I don't think because there's because there's no basis for their imagination. If they've just been blind their entire life. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think the brain would still produce imagery, wouldn't it? I don't think so. You don't think you think it's just, I mean, what I've always heard is when blind, if, if you became blind during your life, then you have the ability to dream an image. But if you were, have been blind your entire life, then you cannot. And that makes sense. I think. Uh, Did you look this up? I didn't, but I've just like heard this question before. And I feel like that's the answer I remember hearing. Hmm. Because, well, it makes sense that that would be the case. Well, it, it does, I guess. Not, not I mean, I, life I guess sense either. One of us has to go blind for us. Nah, I, guess, I mean, we've been able to. No, see we, you definitely like if if you could see at some point in your life, you could definitely dream an image. Right, obviously. So, like one of. Plus, doesn't have to go blind to prove that. I don't think. No, but but I guess then the question if, is how do how do blind people dream? Would you just dream in sound? See, that's that's what makes me think that maybe they they do see things, but because the brain I think can still create imagery even if there's no basis for the imagery. It's it's it would be based on your perception of what you're experiencing would look like. But that, that makes I, you think I think the like, brain would be capable of creating that imagery. I disagree. I mean, it. I've always had this thought, like, is there a sixth thing that exists that we aren't, be, aren't able to sense because we don't have an organ to sense it? You know, actually, Mel, th- this is interesting because ah, I forget who it was. I, I was talking their their mother can't imagine like can't remember memories like through because like if you think back to a specific time like i'm sure you can see yourself experiencing the same thing correct like you can envision what you experience right she can't envision she just knows that it happened so like she can't she doesn't create the imagery in her head but she knows that it happened 
Huh. So like I and that's I have, someone that's not blind. Right. That's interesting. I have like a similar thing, I think, but I don't know if it's me specific or if it's just a thing that people remember in general. It's like when I have memories, like when I think back to I'm just trying to think of some sort of memory I have right now. When I think back to, I don't know, like a home run I hit or something, I don't like see it through my eyes. Like I see it in third person. No, that no, I agree. That's how I experience it too. Okay. Like, I didn't know if that was at, just me or no, every memory I ever have, it's of myself in the third person. Right. Yeah. That's and then odd. I, like if if I if I try really hard, I'm like, okay, I can remember like seeing it through my eyes. Right. Like I can see that imagery, but when I'm like, oh, that's that memory, I think back on it and it's like in the third person right away in my head. Yeah, no, that's how I, 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 well, the two of us seem to be aligned on that. So I don't know if that's a common thing or not, but maybe it's just a big dog thing. Big dog brains. It is interesting. Work in mysterious ways. Well, let's go on to our next listener question again from an anonymous source. And this person asks, what has been your favorite part about hosting big dog radio so far? Um, I, I don't, I really don't know. I think it's just having a platform to express my ideas to the world. Yeah. So Lua, this could, this question could be taken two ways, right? You could say like, what was your favorite moments that we've been on here? Okay. Yeah. Or what has been like your favorite aspect of being on here? Yeah. Well, I like my favorite aspect is that, like I said, express my ideas to the world even though I'm not sure anyone really cares enough to, (laughs) well, I guess some people express your ideas to the 14 people that tune in tune in on a weekly basis and just do it out of pity. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. These kids posted, let's give it a listen. I I was thinking about this. You're a sushi fanatic, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We should have a big dog sushi day. A meet and greet with the fans. Yeah. You know, so I think what, so, all right, this is how this is going to go. Me and you are going to go out for sushi one day and then we'll, we'll like post, we'll announce it on the podcast and whoever shows up, shows up. It very well will end up just being the two of us eating sushi, <laughs> sushi but we'll make together. it, we'll make it a meet and greet, huh? But imagine if we're have, out having sushi and I'm sorry, I, I disregarded your topic, but we should do that over winter break when we're both back at home. But imagine we're at sushi and this idea actually works out where we have people coming to the table one after another, coming to eat sushi with us. Yeah, I think it's, that'd be awesome. It's, it's the pipe dream, but it's <laughs> more likely scenario is that we end- the, the more likely scenario is we end up eating sushi alone. How uh, how long is this thing going to be? I mean, we go to the restaurant. Maybe we sit outside for a few minutes. And then we go in and eat. I don't know. Wait, we're going to wait for the people? I thought it was just a, a meet and greet. They show up and they're like, oh, there's Lou and, Lou and Melv of Big Dog Radio. Yeah, sure. Or, Let's go you know, meet them. You know what we could do? I don't know what you think about grocery store sushi. 
but like Meyer oh, does I love like grocery store sushi. Meyer does like four ninety nine sushi on Wednesdays. I think we could go get a couple and just like walk around and like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This is. <laughs> Just walk around Meyer eating no, eating sushi. Yeah, essentially. And see if anybody finds us or what. Nobody's gonna be looking yeah, we... for us. Hand out some stickers. <laughs> I don't people... mind that idea. Do that for an hour or two. People will think we're celebrities by the end. Yeah. People are coming up to us. No, Lou. I think there's a problem with this, Lou. If there's a single person that listens to our podcast that we don't know personally, they aren't going to know what we look like. Yeah, we'll, we'll wear our merch. <laughs> yeah, we're we'll, just... we'll, we'll have big dog sweatshirts on. How about that? Okay. I think that's fair. But so right. uh, we haven't answered the question, though. What has been? Oh, no, you did. I haven't. I, I um, Yeah. You just said expressing your thoughts that nobody cares about correct and that nobody cares about includes your co-host i don't care about your thoughts i mean that's i'm pretty much aware of that yeah that's fair but uh, lou i in in honest speaking it's been kind of cool and fun to just like come on here and and talk with you because we've had like we actually never really hung out or anything up until like a year ago so it's been cool to like actually be able to connect with you in this way but also in the times that we've we've like been out doing stuff together it seems like every time we run into each other we have some interesting and unique conversation Mm -hmm. and oftentimes about nothing or like about new ideas new innovation like what's going on in the world and it it always just to be just like we should always be posted up with a podcast microphone. Right. That, and let, well, that's exactly my thought and what my thought was prior to our beginning of this podcast. Is like we, we have these conversations that are very interesting and unique and like things that people don't conversate about. And Converse. Is that? Yeah. That was wrong. Converse. No, conversate's a word. Converse, but I feel like you. I feel like you would just say, "converse." What people don't usually converse about. Yeah, you're probably conversate. Is that a word? I feel like I've had this debate before, and I think I was right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's been it's been fun to to document the conversations that we have document our brains at work yeah and well i mean the only difference between this and the conversations that we we typically have is that there's there's like pure structure to this Mm -hmm. and we keep moving through topics like when we when we have a conversation in person it's not uncommon for us to like have one of these topics that we talk about for an hour and a half to two hours right Oftentimes, like business ideas and stuff, yeah, where we we dive in deep. But it's been cool to be able to hit a lot of different topics on Big Dog Radio. Like we said, a lot that people don't necessarily care about, but yeah, teach their own. But that's all right. 
And my favorite, like, specific moment, it's tough to say, but I loved the long 20-minute rant that Larry Osterhout went on when he when we interviewed him. Yeah, now, Larry, if you're listening to this, we love you to death, but you talked for a very long time, and, and me and Lou were laughing through much of it or trying to contain our laugh because we couldn't believe how much you cared about the oh, cyclone yeah. racer. Well, we, and... we were there to talk about the car division. And next, next thing you know, we're, we're in a dog fight with the city of Long Beach over, <laughs> yeah. over uh, the cycle. No progression there, by the way. Yeah, I think. No progression. Hey, we cared, we cared about it so much. What the hell is that? Did you get a stain on your cyclone no. racer shirt? This isn't my shirt. <laughs> I don't know where that came Lou from. Lou is holding up a, a, a wife beater tank top right now. And now he's holding up his Cyclone Racer shirt. And Lou... We care about I, it so much that uh, that we had to go and support the cause. Yeah, so we, we bought we each bought Cyclone Racer t-shirts. Maybe we'll have to post a picture of the two of us in ours soon. But Lou, I, I sent you a message about this, but I feel like our listeners should know about this too. Because this was pretty comical. I was out and about and I was wearing my cyclone racer t-shirt and some, some guy came running up to me. He's like, he, he saw it said long beach, California. And he's like, Oh, are you from long beach? I'm like, no, I'm from Wisconsin actually. And then um, he's like, Oh, why do you have the long beach shirt on? Have you been there? I'm like, no, I just support the cyclone racer. <laughs> and this guy, he was from long beach, California. And he, had never heard of the cyclone racer in his life what's the world's greatest ride how have you not heard of it <laughs> that's what i tried telling him and so I, I taught him a little bit about his town the history of the cyclone racer but i was slightly disappointed to learn that somebody from the town did not know even about our cause yeah i would feel like that's someone coming up to to us and saying like oh did you know that two rivers is the home of the ice cream sundae like, obviously, we're going to know that. <laughs> That's what I would have thought, too. Like, I, I would have thought it'd be like that, like, funny little history niche that you're taught in elementary school. Right. But no, he had no clue what the cyclone racer was. So somewhat disappointed in that fat in that behalf. But Lou, let's move on to our final listener question. And that listener question is, what is the best advice you have been given and who gave it to you? Uh, well, I think I don't, I don't know who exactly this came from probably somewhere deep on the internet. Um, you know, I, I think it's one of the most important things in life um, is to come to terms with how incredibly alone we all are. And like how alone you individually are. And by that, I mean, you know, it's impossible to truly share things with another person. So at the end of the day, you know, you can have people that you're close with that you love, but at the end of the day, you're going to go to bed and you're alone with your own thoughts. You're alone with your own dreams and you're alone with your own desires. Um, And once you come to terms with how incredibly alone you really are then you can uh, expand upon that and free yourself Lou, uh, 
I agree on a front. But as you know, I I do believe that there is a higher power. And okay. I do believe that that higher power does not make you alone. However, yes. I do agree that when you come to terms with the fact that you cannot like derive joy from the people and the things of this world, like, and that's where our difference comes in, where it's like, I believe you can derive joy from things outside of this world, but you can't like derive that joy from the human beings of this world and like stuff like that. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, I understand. I don't. It I, I doesn't mean I necessarily agree with that. Well, like what you're saying is is like all these. You have to come to terms with the fact that these people can't hear what you're saying, truly, and like can't understand what yeah, you're like, saying. Like, like each individual has their own dreams and desires. They have their own thoughts that they worry about. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, like we, we like most people seem to like have what do they call it? like main character syndrome or whatever right like the world revolves around them but the reality is that everyone has their own lives that they worry about mm-hmm. so you you are truly alone yeah no i i agree with with that front where we've talked about this before too where it's like the point that you realize that nobody actually cares what you're doing mm-hmm like uh, we've talked about that with public speaking. I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, but like we've talked about it to one another where it's like, well, people are so scared of public speaking to like get up in front of a crowd. And, and I've been there too. Like it's still not the easiest thing to stand up in front of a crowd and talk. But the thing that has allowed me to come to greater terms with standing in front of a crowd and talking is the fact that nobody actually cares at all. No. About what you're saying. No, I couldn't care less. Right. So, uh, Lou, how have you seen that develop in your life? Where it's like the fact that these people don't care or have their own desires, own worries. How has that helped you? Well, I just don't care anymore, really. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's, that's one thing. Once you realize that, you just don't care. A lot less... Mm-hmm. Like the, the little things that stress you out and make you worry, don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I think, like this exercise. Once people come to terms with that, is you're you're a more free individual. You just yeah. don't care. There's a book no, I just read. Mark good Manson, things. the author. I'm sorry. Continue. Well, good things or bad things, people are gonna wake up tomorrow and not care anymore. Mm-hmm. forget about it yeah there's a there's a book i read it's it's called subtle art of not giving an f i'll stay clean on here it's, okay. it's the f word it's a kid show. but um yeah it's by mark manson and he he talks about this exact idea where it's like there's so much power that can, comes with not caring about these little details of life and he taught, he speaks, it's a relatively new book because he speaks heavily on the impact of social media on, on this behalf, where it's like, you see all these people living their perfect lives and a lot of people gain that desire that they have to form their lives into something they're not. And like, they, they get so much of their identity in the fact that like people like 
what I'm posting. Like, oh, I'm going to put out there just my very best life and everybody else is living this good life. But the moment that you come to terms with the fact that a lot of people's lives are pretty just melancholy and not exciting. Right. Then you can find like joy in it. I think no, that's a great piece of advice, Lou. Oh, I appreciate it. <clears throat> Lou, um, oh, I, I still have to answer this question, I suppose. Best advice you've ever been given, who gave it to you? Um, this advice was uh, given in two different kind of forms by two different people. Uh, once from my dad, he, he always teaches incremental progress beats postponed perfection. So essentially that means just go do it, like go do something like uh, you aren't going to quit trying to like plan everything out perfectly. Just the, once you start something, the incremental progress, once you incrementally progress with something, you're going to get better results than if you wait and try to plan it out to, to get that postponed perfection. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess that kind of inspired me to like go and do stuff. And that same advice came from a podcast artist whose name is Brandon Turner. And he says that it's better or it doesn't matter what decision you make. It matters that you make a decision. So that's essentially saying the same thing where it's like it, you can make all these different decisions. You have all these different routes you can take in life, but oftentimes we, we get so caught up in trying to make the right decision that like we fail to act at all. So the, just making a decision, not mattering what it is and just do that decision, go through with it and get it done. So it's, it's essentially the same thing, like quit trying to plan out the perfect decision and considering all these pros and cons and whatever, uh -huh. just go with the decision and roll with it. And those, I guess those two like quotes in, in combination have kind of honestly brought this about for me too, big dog radio. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, I don't try to plan any of the, like even, even episode to episode, I don't make a perfect plan. I just go in and hope for the best. Right. It's uh, like the Robert Frost poem. I don't know exactly how it goes, you know, <laughs> yeah. for, fork in the road. I took the road less traveled, something to that effect. Mm -hmm. similar indeed similar Lou, let's hop our hot corner and shopping block segment each week we bring in a hot corner which means something that we want to honor in a chopping block something that we want to cut out and lou before we hop in that that was like aside from our bird lady that was one of our more serious segments that we've had yeah, I think I don't know how much people will appreciate it, but it's there yeah, nonetheless. Yeah, people might hate that part. No, but, no, um, you skip through on the uh, fifteen-second forward button if you really want to. Well, they are already past or that don't. point. So. Ah, whatever. You get the idea. <laughs> yeah, people could read. Lou, what is your Lou? What's your hot <laughs> corner this week? All right, my hot corner is you know it's that time of the year again. We have snow on the ground. The penguin model. Now, Mel. Oh, yeah. Now, Mel, if you know me, I am probably the world's fastest walker. Yes. I, you can attest to that. I, yes. you know, like speed walking, you've probably seen that in the Olympics this past year. That's an Olympic event, yep. speed walking. Just me yes. casually walking to class, I'd pass those people like they're standing still. 
I'm I'm just the world's fastest walker. I can attest um, by sure. by no design, but this time of the year really gets to me because I do like to walk fast. But with slick conditions, that can get dangerous because to have a fast walk, you have to have a powerful step, and I have ended up on my ass before. So so the penguin waddle is something that's really key this time of year if you want to walk fast to perfect, where. Mm-hmm. You know, you might look unconventional and you might not look what you're doing. And people, when I say penguin waddle, they think you're walking slow. No, no, no. I have a fast penguin waddle that I've perfected. And I just, what's the key to the penguin wobble? I know what you're uh, talking about, but like, how would you describe it? It's really getting that side to side movement Mm -hmm. and then being soft on your feet while still really driving uh, the front of your foot down into the next step. There's a science okay. behind it. There's Definitely. a science behind it. Mm-hmm. But it, that that side to side movement is really key. Okay, good to know. Uh, have you in? Is, so do you have snow in St. Paul right now, or Minneapolis, yes. wherever you are yes. in the Twin Cities? Yeah, there's snow okay. on the ground. Okay, we've been dodging it so far. Oh, We're really? To get some of this Saturday is there any, in Madison. Is there any snow there? No, have, oh, we really? haven't had snow yet. Snow mm-hmm. two of the past mm-hmm. three days here. Really? This Saturday mm-hmm. is supposed to come inches. down though. So all right. I will keep in mind the penguin waddle. And also public service announcement. Watch out for manholes. Those are slick. Oh, manholes, sure. On the streets. Yeah, on this on the streets. Do you have bad those, experience those with manholes? Are, oh yeah. Those are five times more slippery than your average sidewalk. Actually, Mel, I would love, speaking of me walking, I would love to show you any pair of shoes that I've had. The soles of them, like they wear out in a matter of two months. I'm just a powerful walker. You're powerful walking. Yes. Well, it's not even a power walk. You know, I casually walk and I just pass, you know, people out jogging like they're standing still. (laughs) I can attest. I I know that, that you do that. Lou, my hot corner this week are, and that this is not a political statement, are anti-maskers. Not because I agree with them. In fact, I disagree with them. Wear your mask. But the fact that, like, they care so much, it's impressive. You know, Mel, I've actually, I, I like that you say this. I saw an establishment. There was a sign on it. Masks actually weren't allowed to be worn in the establishment. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm not kidding. So like, mo- cause most like uh, a lot of companies, like they- they'll still have mask mandates where like, please wear a face covering in the store. Right. This was the opposite. You're not allowed to come in if you're wearing a face covering. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Kind of bananas. <laughs> well, do you, do you have a mask mandate still in Minnesota? Um, let's see. Not really. No, most places. I mean, like usually they'll say we welcome our vaccinated uh, guests to not wear masks. Yeah, I went to a couple Minnesota Wild games too, mm-hmm. and you didn't have to wear masks there at all. So interesting. Yeah, so they're pretty much out in Madison, except 
in like UW Madison facilities. You still have to wear them. Yeah. Well, on campus here, yeah. You have, if you're going into a oh, campus building, okay. you have to wear a mask. So, yeah. Sure. Gotcha. So, I mean, like I get harassed probably five times every time I go work out, you know, because if I'm huffing and puffing running around the track, you know, I'm not, I can't have that mask on me. I'm sweating. I'll waterboard myself to death. So, I have it below my face. Uh, like, mm. where does a chin strap? And I get yelled at five times to pull it up above the nose. Yeah. So you're one of these anti-maskers. No, I'm not. A, I mean, okay. if I'm not no, exercising, I, I, I'll pull it up. Right. I know what you're saying. When you're exercising, like I, I just started back on the treadmill with my with my physical therapy for my knee surgery, and um, I've been on the treadmill about two three times a week, and I'll have to. At when I'm in my walking portion of my workout routine, I oftentimes have to have to pull the mask on just to get a couple deep breaths in, mm-hmm. and we'll throw her back on. But, yeah, I mean, like I just sweat so much, and like having this piece of cloth over my face, I would literally die. I would literally waterboard myself to death if I yeah. kept running with my mask on. Yeah, I feel you, Lou. What's your chopping block this week? Um. Uh, I don't know if I want to say this is going to, this might be an unpopular one, but people that know me know that this is, this person's been on my shit list for a few years now. Sister Jean from Loyola. (laughs) What is she back now? The worst person on this planet, Sister Jean. So for those that don't know, what is Loyola, Chicago? Yeah. Loyola, Chicago. So they have Sister Jean's basically their mascot. All right. Right. And any and like Loyola has been a decent team that's made a couple runs. I think last year is an eight seed or a nine seed, and then a few years ago is an eleven seed to the final yep. four. Uh, they've had some pretty good teams, and it's never about the kids. Once they get to the tournament, these poor kids work their tails off all year. You know they put together a pretty good basketball squad. It's never about the kids. It's always about Sister Jean, and she is the most the biggest fair weather fan of all time. Because you don't hear boo from her. Like right now, throughout the grind of the season, you don't hear boo from Sister Jean. Once it comes to tournament time, though, guess what? Sister Jean is on every commercial. Anytime anyone makes a bucket during the tournament, they pan over to Sister Jean. Screw you, Sister Jean, you Fairweather fan. Lou, can I say something about Sister Jean? What? She died. No, did she actually... And now you're yelling at a dead woman. She didn't pass away. I got to look this up. Okay, look it up. I don't think she passed. <laughs> Do you feel bad now for yelling at somebody who passed away? Uh, I don't think she's dead. She's alive. Is she? Yeah, 102 years old. Okay, I just made that up. I, I just wanted to see your reaction to yelling at a dead lady no see, she is still alive she's still alive and guess what come march she'll be right out there courtside yeah as as if she put in the work all year to get the team to that level right you go you home know, sister jean I, uh, while i i respect sister jean for being 102 years old and showing up to games it's it, about the kids you can watch it through your tv right mm-hmm. it's about the kids it's not about you, Sister Jean. It's about the kids. <laughs> yeah, I Sister drives Jean. me drives me nuts every single year. What? I, I Mel, 
I'm so fired up right now. Over Sister Jean. Sister Jean does this to me. He fires you. It's a it's about the kids. It's not about Sister Jean. And the media is just as guilty uh, for this being the case too. Because every year, I mean, the school might as well be called Sister Jean College. It's ridiculous. Loyola Chicago her, and her sister Jean. her face with her sitting there courtside in the wheelchair should be their logo. The Loyola yeah. Sister Jeans. Loyola I don't know. It's ridiculous. Jeans. Anyways, absurd. Well, Lou, I was trying to egg you on to keep you ranting because I do not currently have a chopping block. But I may have just thought of one. And I'm going to continue to talk here just about nothing as I continue to try to think of a good chopping block. Lou, I am... Want to double down on Sister Jean? (laughs) I very... Nope. I just thought of it. The Ritz crackers... That are flavored. Okay, expand on that. So you know how they have their original Ritz cracker? It's right. just your typical yeah. cracker. You go, salt you put top. some spread on it, you eat it, salt on top. I, now, I'm uh, I appreciate their effort in the Ritz thins. Those are delicious. Those thin little chip-like crackers. Are they a little more crispy? Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. Those are delicious. But when you got your typical Ritz cracker, and and I don't mind it so much because of the fact that they exist, but I hate it because when you get a Ritz cracker without identification of it and you you eat it, you expect the normal Ritz flavor. But right. now they're they're hitting you with garlic butter, Italian herbs and cheese, and all sorts like of different flavors. <laughs> They're fine. They're fine crackers. But you see a Ritz cracker and you expect a specific taste. And it, well, it's well, if it says on the box, like, I, like I'm sure it says like garlic and herb on the box. That, is it that does. what you'd be expecting? No. Why I'd not? Expect it says that out of the Doritos. If, if I want flavor, I'm going to get Doritos. I want Ritz. And granted, well, it may be my fault for buying the wrong flavor. Yeah, you still have the option to buy like the original. It's not like I they know. took those away. But uh, yeah, they don't need them. Don't need them. No. Some people might like them. Okay. Lou, that was my attempt at a chopping block. Okay. Fair. That I was unprepared for. So granted, I've been on I I haven't I like them first seeing the agenda at the beginning of this episode. And for some reason, I've been able to come up with thoughts for all these other questions, but I can't think of something I dislike this mm-hmm. week. And by the, I mean, I, I should, I should say, Sister Jean, I'm sure, very nice woman, I'm sure. But you don't need to be the face of the basketball team. That's fair. Give the credit to the kids. Give the credit where it's due. And now, uh, the Sister Jean issue. Do you think this is actually a sister gene issue or do you think this is a a television provider issue? 
No, I, I said the media is just as much to blame as Sister Jean is to blame. You did. One, Sister Jean, Sister Jean kind of does make it about herself. Like, she, she talks to the press. She was like, like, last year was the big thing. Where is that? Yeah, that was last year with COVID when they, were, they right. had the tournament, but there were COVID restrictions. She was, I, I, did she still attend? She yeah. was like talking for weeks, like, oh, I, I hope I can go. I hope I'm able to go. Stay at home, Sister Jean. We, they don't need you there. Why <laughs> do you have to be there? Like, you're 100 years old. I, mean, it's a, ah, I right. don't know. Risky situation. It, they're, they're both to blame. Well, we have made it through our hot corner chopping block segment, and we are on to the big dog's final thoughts. So, Lou final thoughts i might have said this already when we talked about college mascots but like you know how like uh, minnesota and wisconsin they play for the axe melver you froze i think Mel froze up on us here oh oh i was frozen for a second okay but i'm back all right so like minnesota and wisconsin play for the axe um you know, I, I feel like, especially yeah. in the Big Ten, every team playing the other, there's uh they play for something. Why I I, th- I think mm-hmm. every college team, like especially interconference rivalries, they should play for a live dog. That should be the prize, or like what you play for. You should play for a live dog. Why? So like, because I think it would be, like that would be. You'd have so much more motivation if you're playing for a live animal. Like, just think, like, you have Sparky, and if Wisconsin has Sparky and they have him for, like, three years and then Minnesota wins him, they're going to want to get Sparky back the next year. But now that Minnesota has the dog, they're not going to want to. Like, this is a live animal. You know, maybe you have it hang around the practice facility every single day of the year. Uh huh. You're not going to want to give Sparky up. That's true. A little emotional yeah. factor too. So that so that's my first uh note there. My second note here. And this Luke, can I can I say something about that previous note real quick? Please. Is now I may be mistaken on the frequency of these events, but I feel like there's some teams that play for like six different trophies throughout the year that are similar to the Paul Bunyan ask. Am I incorrect in that manner? No, you'd be correct. It's like, Oh, we're having the battle of the coasts when you got California playing Boston college or something. And then California plays UC Berkeley and it's, or that's the same thing. California plays Santa Barbara and it's the battle for the sun belts. And they have like a belt or I don't know. I, I think it's maybe every team picks out one rivalry where they play for a dog, right? That's a be live dog. Okay. My, my second note here in, in this, this is actually, I can't take credit for this original thinking. This is cases idea. Okay. Or it's more of a theory, but I actually kind of like it just because it's, it's so preposterous that I think he might be onto something. So the name Claire is short for Clyde Edwards Elaire. So any per so let's say the person's name is Claire Johnson. I think their legal name might be Clyde Edwards Elaire Johnson. 
but we just call them Claire. Do you think there's any any traction behind that? Uh, I mean, there could be, is the thing. But my thought behind it is, what, like, because you, you said yourself, you're like, he might be onto something here. Like, say, say the case is all Claire's full names are Clyde Edwards Elaire. Mm-hmm. What is he? What is he on to? Like, what's next after that? I think he's just like exposing Claire's that they've tried to hide uh, forever now that their full name is actually Clyde Edwards Elaire. Their full, you know, government legal names. Just for fun, like that's just their name. Yeah. Then they they have no. Do they have a reason to not share that? Nah, probably not. Okay, you didn't say it's it's a a, preposterous idea. It's an interesting thought experiment. (laughs) I don't even know if it's an experiment. That's just like a... Uh, a Claire, I don't know. Claire is short for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I do think that we need to continue to, like, spread the news of that. And then last year, it's eggnog season. Do you like eggnog? I, I tried eggnog this last weekend for the first time in probably a couple years, mm-hmm. probably like since elementary school. And I, I at first did not love it, but after the first two sips, I enjoyed the remainder of oh, the cup. It, no, it is delicious. It is maybe the greatest thing on this planet. No, Lou, Just maybe. there's eggnog at first. When I started drinking it, somebody told me it tastes like medicine. And that's all I could taste that's, the first couple sips it I drank of it. It doesn't taste like medicine. And it, it does. It does taste similar to, to the medicine. But then after that, somebody told me. Your eggnog? I did not. Okay. After that, somebody told me um, it tastes like butterscotch. And then I drank the rest of the cup thinking it tastes like butterscotch. And I, I enjoyed the remainder mm, yeah, of that, that cup. That, that might be. That might be a better uh, description of it. Butterscotch over medicine. It doesn't taste like medicine. Are you nuts? It did when they told me it did. The, the problem with it, though, is like I love drinking it. It's very uh, calorie dense. Oh, yeah. Probably a lot of sugar, a lot of carbs. Not good. Uh, now, how much egg is actually in eggnog? I wonder if there's any egg in eggnog. I think there is. Makes sense. How much egg in eggnog? Because, I mean, it, How, uh, uh, it's like thick enough to have eggs in it. Uh, Lou, should we do an eggnog mile? As members I'd of be, Big Dog Radio. Yeah, well, that's actually, I, I, all right, we can add that to the list because I wanted to do a beer mile. I want to do a milk okay. mile. And now I think we should do an eggnog mile. Okay. See, only issue is it would have to be in the summer unless we wait a year. Yeah. Because I can't you, run a full mile yet. Okay. Do you think you can find eggnog in the summer? That's a great question. I, I almost I feel like say you no. should be able to find it somewhere. That's one of those things. It's like I'm, pumpkin pie stuffing. 
you don't find it unless like it's around this time of the year. You can't find pumpkin pie. I'm sure you that can a make thing it, too? but like they don't have it readily available most of the year. I don't believe so. Oh, an egg. That's a great question. I don't. I would almost say no. I feel like they get rid of eggnog. So, so if we, and but if we were to just drinks a glass of eggnog, if we were to buy it now, would it be good through the summer? What's a shelf life uh, of eggnog? Really? We, I mean, we could try to freeze it. That's what I was thinking. If we freeze it, or what if we just make our own eggnog in the that summer? That sounds disgusting. I can't do that. <laughs> You know, Mel, because actually, if you go to the liquor store, I think you can buy spiked eggnog. For the miles, should we do unspiked or spiked eggnog? Um, I think unspiked eggnog would be hard enough. Okay, fair. Because uh, uh, just drinking a glass of eggnog without doing any physical activity, it's does exhausting. not leave you feeling great. No, yeah. it's exhausting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Much less for glasses of eggnog in four laps of running you know so i said milk mile beer mile eggnog mile should we run three miles in that same day back to back to back <laughs> do it all at once yeah we could do just... a a 5k that's 3.1 miles god just do you... it all at once you might die if you try that i, I think so well, so what's the beer mile? You have to do a whole beer, like a yep. whole beer can every lap. Yep. So you start, drink a beer, come back around in a lap, drink a beer, another lap for a mile. Now, Lou, I, I think we have something here, except instead of doing a full mile for each, what if we do like maybe a lap for each, or like you can make it a little more exciting and do like two laps each, or we could do find more liquids and have a different liquid on each lap and then the our decision is in what order do you have to drink these liquids oh mel i mean four laps so we already have three things unless you'd want to run more than a mile i don't necessarily want to what if we get one additional thing so let's say i don't know like a we maybe Carrot we could throw one good thing in there, like a, a smoothie or carrot juice, a milkshake, or carrot juice, or tomato juice. Oh, I actually like a, um, a milkshake. That that would make it more difficult, though. <laughs> yeah. So, Luke, God, could you let, imagine let's, that? Let's that? say this scenario: you have a glass of milk, a can of beer, eggnog, and a milkshake. Ah, uh, we have two milk things. But in what order do you drink those? If you have well, to that drink would, one, that would be like three milk lap. things. Um, oh yeah, eggnog. But I feel like you start with the beer. It's kind of lighter. Yeah. So then maybe you're not. Or would you end with lap. the beer because it's lighter? Yeah, but that time your stomach is so full and messed up. Oh, already. that's true. Get a good time on the first lap. Yeah, then maybe milk. For uh, no, this just might lap. be. This sounds like suicide. Well, we're doing it together, so. Oh. It can't be suicide because it's inflicted by someone else. That's true. Mm. Double homicide. Double homicide. I think we got to throw something together. 
that could be interesting, visible. especially now since we're tapping into the the video yeah. side of yeah of our of Big Dog Radio. Are, wait, is are we gonna have Big Dog Video then, or is everything just Big Dog Radio? Um, I think everything because radio just, refers to the ears. Yeah, I think everything's just Big Dog Radio though. I think it's fair. Well, well I guess I, that I, wraps up. I was gonna say, do you episode... think anyone's still listening? <laughs> No, by now, if there's any listeners, I would owe to you messages. We like I I would offer up a free sweatshirt right here, except if anyone is still people have to skip through. If anyone is still listening right now, go like the honey boo boo tweet. That'll be the sign of a true fan. Well, do you think people could skip through to the end? Who would skip through to the end just to listen I, to the end? Yeah, no. The end is our worst part. We have to listen to your final thoughts. What and then we well, some people might think that's the best part. Well, that's some very possible. People might be you. I mean, at this point, if anybody made it here, go like the honey boo-boo tweet. I was gonna offer up a, a free sweatshirt to anybody who made it this far. You, you may or may but not, but we're already in debt at this point yeah, for this company. Well, so <laughs> <laughs> we oh. go like the honey boo boo tweet. Maybe actually, yeah, go buy a sweatshirt if you've made it this far. And that'll be a sign that you made it this far. <laughs> but Lou, that wraps up episode 14 of Big Dog Radio. Go give us a like on Twitter. Go give us a follow on Twitter. Again, merch is out. And be aware for the uh, uh, the giveaway tweet yeah keep your eyes out for the giveaway well i think it would be hilarious if we, we put this out and it gets zero retweets that would be pretty funny but we have a lot of sweatshirts to get rid of and to sell so yeah next week thursday we'll be back with another episode join us or don't we don't really care <laughs> i second that